0: You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. I really hope you listen to episode one with Anna Kelly this morning where she bought a 10-unit building. No money down, you know, got an interest rate under 4%, added a half a million bucks in net worth in two years. Eh, kind of a boring story. Just kidding. That was awesome. How you doing, Anna?
1: I am doing so well today. So good to be with you.
0: Thank you very much. One of the quotes that I really, you know, I put to your name, right? When I say it, I say, Anna Kelly brings this to me is one I want to make episode number two about, because I don't think people understand the subtle power. And I think they gloss over it and I think they need to sit back and think about it. And that is, and I will try to, I will try to say it correctly is master your money. So your money doesn't master you. I think we need to talk about that.
1: Yeah, it is so important. And it's one of the things that I really try to drive home to my students, to my children, and I have to think about as well. And I want to give credit where credit's due. I think I heard some spin on that quote from Dave Ramsey years and years ago, right? Um, Because what happens is that most of us, and and statistics, it's 74 to 76% of the population in the United States of America live check to check to check. And that means that they are not mastering their money. Most have no more than $4,000 saved at any one time and have $40,000 in debt, not including their home. And so if you're living check to check and you only have $4,000 and you have one medical emergency, it's gone, right? And that happens because people don't know how to master their money and they just live by the seat of their pants. Their money comes in and they spend, spend, spend. They don't know where it's going. They're not on a budget. And it becomes very difficult then to get ahead financially or even think about investing if you just have more month than you have money, right? You have more things coming at you than you have money to spend. So I learned years ago through Dave Ramsey's um, uh, Financial Peace University class, 21, 22 years ago, he, he rolled that out to really think about how do I spend my money on paper first every single month? I'm going to spend this much on paper. I'm going to spend this much towards setting aside for emergency funds and for investing before I take a penny out of my bank account, right? Mm. And so he just got me to really think about a budget. And what's amazing, Michael, is I had gone through four years of college, business management degree, minor in accounting, had been through financial advisory training and licensing and (laughs) had never taken a personal budgeting and Uh. finance. Us. That is the problem with financial education in America. And oh, so yeah. well I learned, that. thankfully, very early on through that course, learn to spend your money, you master and you yield it and you tell it where it's going to go. And then you follow your plan. And if you don't money will master you your entire life and you'll live check to check, just like 75% of the population.
0: Yeah. There's so much wisdom in that. I think people need to sit back and understand, um, and it's funny, right? We have a similar financial background. Right? I have a I have a four year business degree. I was an accountant. Was my first forty hour a week job, and I have a, an, an MBA, and yeah, no personal finance, not none, nothing. Um, Crazy. It's just insane. And the other thing I, I love about this saying is it's for me, it's it's visual, right? For me, the the rat race is real, and I think Rich Dad was the first one to introduce that to me. And again, I didn't I didn't appreciate that till I was thirty. I mean. God, man, the rat race is real. And what I mean by that is, you know, this whole thing we, you know, people gloss over again, life creep and decisions, you get a raise, you do this, you say, I deserve, I deserve this, I deserve that. These are all financial decisions that just makes that wheel bigger. And if you're making the wheel bigger, you have to run harder. And the other thing about a bigger wheel is there's more things that can knock you off, right? Right. A, A sudden job loss, a health thing, you know, just there's... We just need to realize that, folks, you can actually buy back time, i.e. positive cash flow. You can make yes. the wheel smaller. And yeah. um, that was a big thing for Olivia and I. Even before we bought our first unit, we looked at what we were spending. And uh, we, we we almost immediately cut our spending
1: 10%, almost yeah.
0: immediately. And ultimately, we got to 50%, which is you know more than most, I think, can get to. But yeah, we just made the hard. And we did that for 10 years, 10 yes. years. Yeah. yeah.
1: And it's so that discipline is so important. So just two things to, to piggyback off of that is having the discipline of the execution as well, right? It's not enough to realize it, but you've got to be able to, to spend it on money. Part of mastering money is I'm going to look at it. I'm going to study it. I'm going to see where it's going and I'm going to redirect it somewhere else if it's not going well for me. Right. And yep. so yep. I've got to be able to look and track every month. What am I spending on? all the basics first, your, your food and your utilities and your gas. And then, you know, one of the things that I realized, and I kind of knew it, you, you, we all know that we're wasting money, right. But I didn't really know how much is I looked at my Starbucks habit. When Kent and I first got married, I went to Starbucks twice a day, every single day. And I had a $5 drink in the morning and a $5 drink in, in the evening. And when we got married, we met for Starbucks at lunch. So sometimes I had $15 a day Starbucks
0: yeah. You know bills
1: yeah. and seven days a week. I mean, it's close to a hundred bucks a week, $5,200 a year that I'm spending at Starbucks. <laughs> and I wonder why I don't have extra. Right. And so I had to curtail my Starbucks habit. I didn't right. wipe it out, but I went to once a day. Right. Yep. And so it's things like that, those, those small daily decisions that you have to, see it on paper to realize the wow of what you're really spending and they get disciplined in executing that. So we pulled back to where we put ourselves on a $50 a week per person budget. Nice. I could only spend $50 of discretionary spending on food or eating out or coffee or whatever. And he could only do the same. And we lived on one income for five years, one income while we paid off his school loan, no seven years while we paid off his school loan. Then we learned to live on one income while we started a business, and so learning to live below your means is a major part of that. We never would have been able to expand our means and to grow this multi-million-dollar real estate portfolio if we had lived like everyone else. If we had oh. kept buying bigger houses just so that we could say, so that we could say we're keeping up with the Joneses and yeah. feel good about our home. We downsized. We moved into a little four unit apartment building and then we rented for four years after that before we built a home yeah, so exactly. that we could constantly master our money, put it toward investments, live below our means with the with the foresight that in five years, here's where we'll be in 10 years. Here's where we'll be. And it is worth the discipline and the patience to build your wealth and not let the money you know just yeah. continue to go out.
0: Yeah, that, that discipline of tracking your daily expenses is not, um, is not common. Uh, it's actually something I just added. There's another guest I have on Tuesdays called the Lumberjack Landlord, and he had a 30-day tracking spreadsheet that he and his wife went through. Again, similar story, right? They, I think they have 65 units now in New Hampshire or something like that. Um, but yeah, everybody, every, you guys need to do this. Where is your money going? I, I challenge you. Uh, guess what you're spending in a month and then track it and see how wrong you are. I've, I've asked people in my network to do this and nobody's been within 30%. Yeah. And everybody guesses low. It's not like people guess high people guess low. And that's why you live check to check. You just right. don't know where it's right. going.
1: Right. And it's about, you know, opportunity costs, right? If there are certain things that you're not willing to sacrifice because it's part of living, right? Sure. We do want to be able to live and enjoy what we have there. You, you prioritize what's important. And if I want, the blonde hair that I'm going to spend you know two hundred dollars on every three months. I'm not drinking two cups of coffee a day, right? right? So it's like I've got to make those choices of I'm going to live a little. I'm going to enjoy things. I'm not just going to you know be a slave to the job and and right. and always be poor and always live so below my means that I can't enjoy it. But I've got to learn to prioritize, right? And so the art of that kind of delayed gratification. What do I want now? What am I willing to delay? You know, to build something better is super important. But two other things real quick that, that you know I, I think just can't go without saying is one, if you don't master your money now and you want to be a real estate investor, it's just going to exacerbate the financial strain that you're under, right? Yeah. Because you've got to manage the income and the expenses from, from your property. And I've seen a lot of landlords that get in and they almost lose everything because they're just, every time something goes wrong, they buy something brand new or they redo a property and they... They redo it like they're gonna live in it, you know, granite. And and like the first unit that I did, I way over improved it too, because I wanted it like I would live in it. It's HGTV. But a, exactly. But if you don't have a budget and a financial plan and understand that here's where my inflows are coming, and I have to keep my outflows to here, you're gonna then have your own personal financial mess. You're gonna have a financial mess with your property. And as you start to scale, you'll create so much stress and overwhelm for yourself because it's too tight all the time. Mm -hmm. So if you wanna grow a real estate portfolio, you have to learn to budget and stick with the budget for your own portfolio and your real estate. And then the last thing, I know I'm getting long-winded here, but if you can't master your money, you'll never master your time either, right? And the reason for that is the more you are spending and the more you're trying to keep up with a certain lifestyle, you've got to work that many more hours to keep more money constantly coming in to cover all these things that you're not mastering financially and so you become a slave to a slave of your money and a slave of your time into you know just just discretionary spending really and not really understanding what you're doing once you learn to master your money you can do things like the creative deal that we yep. just talked about that's going to create you a half a million dollar net worth And then you've got time because you're buying more passive properties and getting creative and mastering that money and how you can utilize it to grow your income as well as your net worth over time. But you can't get that time freedom that we all have, right? That's what it's all about. The financial freedom. The reason it's great is because it buys our time freedom, but you can't get that till you learn to master your money.
0: Yeah. That's why folks, I created that second course, uh, you know, the game of money. It's, it's just so important. It was critical for our success, critical for us, critical for the lumberjack. You guys have heard it. Um, too many people in social media today talk about top line, right? Revenue, income. If you don't fix the money habits, it doesn't matter. I mean, I, I know lots of people that make lots of money that are just financial train wrecks. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah.
1: Absolutely. 75% of the population.
0: It doesn't matter what income you're at. You're still in that. Yeah, t- check to yeah. check. Pretty t- live Living check to check when you make 200 grand a year is sad.
1: Yes. Sad. So it
0: is folks again, master your money. So your money doesn't master you Anna, how can people follow you be a part of your world?
1: Oh, thanks, Michael. So on Facebook, I'm Anna R E I mom, Kelly, and my website is greater purpose capital where we invest and work together with our investors to invest in large apartment communities where we're really going in to make an impact on the lives of our residents while we're making strong financial returns.
0: That's awesome. Do me a favor, folks. Go check out greaterpurposecapital.com. It is an amazing site. Anna has a big heart and she gives us an hour every week. So go check it out, see what she's up to. Uh, and you have an amazing week. Okay, Anna?
1: Thank you, Michael.
0: You got it.